0: Shalom, everyone. Happy Hanukkah. Hostage negotiations have failed in the Gaza War. Israel is all operating in southern Gaza. U.S. support for Israel is waning. West Bank and Jerusalem activities are cranking up and there's a new status in the northern border with Lebanon and Syria with Israel. Messianic World Update begins now. Hello, everyone and welcome to Messianic World Update. I'm Monty Judah with Lion and Lamb Ministries. Today's date is Friday, December the 8th of the year 2023. It is the second night of Hanukkah. I hope that you have a great time. However, this year's Hanukkah is a little bit different from all of the previous years. Many people are fearful to make the public display of Hanukkah as they have in the past. There's good reason for that because anti-Semitic feelings have risen up all over the world in all of the different nations. In fact, some are thinking that if we light the Hanukkah candles and make a public display, it'll be provoking anti-Israel elements. It is truly a different holiday this year. As you all know, in the last week, the hostage negotiations came to a conclusion. Let me tell you essentially why they did. They were delivering 10 hostages for each day of the ceasefire for the pause. They came down to, they wanted 10 last women hostages and Hamas balked at releasing them. Now up to that point they had done it, but those last 10 were the ones Hamas did not want to release. Why didn't they want to release them? is because it's very clear from all of the intel that we have that those particular women, young women and young girls, have been brutalized. And not only since the time that they were taken hostage, but throughout all of this last 60 days. There's a good possibility they we're coming back with injuries that would be lifelong injuries for them. And if you can imagine the kinds of things that they have been going through in the last 60 days, Essentially, their lives have been destroyed, essentially destroyed. They're never going to be the people they were before they were taken hostage. If that were to come out and the world was to learn of what has happened to them, the whole PR war that Hamas is waging against Israel would fail. The world would see Hamas for truly what they are. Now, mind you, Israel has been doing a good job and several others have been doing a good job of getting out the reports of what's been happening to the hostages, the rape and torture that's taken place. They're now revealing that some of the hostages of there, Hamas is admitting that they have killed. Men are being raped as well as women. And it's it's horrible what is taking place. And the more this information comes out, the more in contrast there is to the hypocrisy that exists in this world, particularly in the failure of the UN rights organizations. There are major UN organizations to protect women's rights and against rape of women in warfare. The UN and those organizations have all been silent and have not been supportive of their charters, of what they were formed for, And it's like Israel is excluded from all of the civility and the humanity that the UN is claiming that they stand for. The UN chief has been trying to make a moral equivalency like Hamas is justified in what they have done to the Jewish people. And Israel is calling for his resignation. And it's very clear at this point, we've always known that the UN was biased toward Israel. There's no question about that. But it has also become very clear as a result of this war just how biased and how corrupt they are. They're going to be holding a UN meeting today demanding a ceasefire and trying to find fault with Israel in the Hamas-Gaza war again. The US is expected to veto any action that takes place in that regard. There's also been a failure on the part of U.S. women's organizations, liberal organizations protecting women's rights, even they are not coming out and taking issue with Hamas and what they have done in terms of atrocities toward women of Israel. This brings to the forefront, this Hamas-Gaza war has revealed a whole bunch of things about people in the world That, quite honestly, if you'd have said, well, this is the way people think, you would have said, no, there's no way they think that. They can't be that ugly, they can't be that terrible. Well, this war has brought all that out, taken all the covers off, and exposed people for what they are. So, for a little bit of good news, in Israel, Ben-Gavir, you've heard of him. He's a far right-wing member of the government. And for the most part, not liked by a lot of people, but I have some good news. Ben Kavir, it turns out, is in charge of the Israeli prisons. He's in charge of the guy who all the Hamas terrorists that get captured when they go to prison, he's the guy that's in charge of them. And so he's instituted a couple of things that are kind of noteworthy. One, he's taken all of the Hamas terrorists that were part of the October 7 event. And he's put him in a certain part of a very famous prison in Israel called The Dungeon. They call it that because they're underground and it's dark. And so they, the Hamas terrorists that participated back October 7th, they get to go like the, the hostages are taken underground and hidden. He's taking them and putting them underground in an Israeli prison. And oh, by the way, for their listening pleasure, they get to listen to Hatikva, the Israeli national anthem being played all day long. So, so they can enjoy some fresh music down there for them. I thought that was very poignant as to how to deal with them. Because of the reports that have come out with regard to what has happened to Israeli women, as you know, there are Israeli women that are in the IDF. Normally, they're not put in combat uh, positions. They're in more of support positions of the IDF. However, in Israel, the IDF women that are in the IDF there are seeking combat assignments. They want to be in the fight against Hamas terrorists based on what they have learned that they have done to other Israeli women. And I thought that kind of speaks well to itself as well. Israel is now engaged in the southern half of Gaza. There's still operations in the northern part of Gaza, but now they're moving into the other areas where people have been pushed down into and where the Hamas operatives have moved down as well. And Israel is still very committed to going after all of the leaders within the Hamas military organization. They do have a lot of leaders at the battalion level and the brigade level and they're going after all of them. They're announcing them as they kill them and eliminate them. Hamas fighters are surrendering. There are images of the Hamas fighters that have been captured. They're stripped naked. They have to sit down and wait and they get hauled off in Israeli vehicles with videos being taken of them to match the videos the Hamas fighters did when they took hostages from Israel. So they all get to be stripped naked and they get to go off into captivity the same way. Israel has been mapping out safe zones, certain neighborhoods in the southern part of Gaza, and particularly in the city of Khan Kanonis. And to tell the civilians, go to those areas, we won't hit those areas and where they're gonna hit other areas. And this is their way of trying to protect civilians. So they've made a whole grid system where they tell them on a daily basis, go to this area, that will be saved, go to this area. So as you can imagine, the Hamas fighters are following the same counsel and going there. But in any case, Israel is now eliminating certain strongholds down there where the Hamas fighters are at. In fact, in the last 24 hours, Israel has reported 450 strikes in the last 24 hours. The tunnel war, as I shared with you, has now come to the forefront. It's an underground war. Israel is now obviously employing some of their robots that travel down in there, and so they don't have to send a man in to trigger an IED and or to get into a firefight in a very close quarters. They send the robot in to survey and make sure it's safe. Their way of dealing with some of these tunnels is that they are flooding them with seawater, and that eliminates their use as a tunnel any further and i i might mention that that's a tactic that they learned from the egyptians the egyptians used to deal with a lot of palestinian underground tunnels that were going from the border from egypt into gaza and egypt just found out about these tunnels and they just flooded them with sewage and so that's eliminated those tunnels so israel's kind of taking a lesson from Egypt in terms of destroying their tunnels. That's really what the goal is, they have to eliminate that infrastructure in Gaza and flooding it with seawater and rendering the tunnel useless is the best way to do that. The U.S. in this last week, through a variety of statements made by the president, the vice-president, the Secretary of State, the National Security Advisor, all of them kind of hinting at that Israel needs to do certain things the U.S. wants them to do, namely let's, let's not hurt any more civilians anymore, we gotta, we gotta stop killing civilians, and hinting that U.S. support for Israel, particularly material support such as ammunition, artillery shells, and so forth. the, The ability of Israel to wage this war on a continuing basis, that that might be in question if they don't follow U.S. counsel on how to wage their war. And on top of that, the U.S. is demanding that more aid be allowed to go into Gaza, including fuel and items that Hamas would like to get their hands on, and hinted to Israel that if they didn't permit that to happen, the U.N. vote taking place today that the U.S. might withhold their veto and allow the U.N. to make more resolutions against Israel. This is not really what we call support for Israel. And the liberals are all pushing that. They wanted this war to end and a ceasefire, and they want Hamas to be able to survive and go back to the status quo of what we had before. Israel is not committed to that. Israel has stated very clearly to the United States, this is a war of elimination and we're eliminating Hamas. I think the US has done another step back from that position and realized that there's no way that they can withhold material support to Israel in in the time of war. If they were to do so, there would be an unbelievable uproar in this country because the majority of the Congress is in support of Israel. The majority of the American people are in support of Israel. And quite honestly, um, the, the White House needs to stop listening to liberal New England council of people who don't even remember 9-11 and what happened to us when a terrorist attacked us. And, and the news even reported that they need to stop listening to the council of the White House interns let me make sure that you all know what who we're talking about you know the white house interns those are college kids that are still working on their degrees still working they're not in the professional world but they get to go to the white house and and work in administrative positions and support positions to the staff and so if you remember one of the most famous white house interns monica Lewinsky, during the days of president bill clinton and the trouble that got involved with that. Apparently, all the White House interns all got together, wrote a letter to President Biden saying, we think you should have a ceasefire in Israel and stop Israel from fighting Hamas. And the fact that we have a White House that would even consider listening to that source for decisions on a strategic level, for international negotiations and war is beyond me. But by the way, the other people counseling the White House are probably not any more skilled than the White House interns. And they need to stop listening to that silly counsel. I, I have a new plan for the US on how to handle Israel and this whole war in Gaza. And if, if you'll permit me for a moment, I would like to see the President of the United States and all of the uh, administration of the United States call for the immediate surrender of all Hamas fighters. I would ask them to make a statement that they lay down their arms and surrender to Israel and that we stop the war. And that would be a solution to what Israel needs and the hostages would obviously be released and the war would be over. Hamas, all they have to do is surrender. So why isn't the United States calling for their surrender? I'm sure Israel would accept these terms. And in short, if Hamas is not willing to surrender, I would like to see the United States announce that they are supporting Israel to unleash the entire arsenal of the IDF to fight and destroy Hamas and anybody else who gets in their way. I think that would be a really good policy for the United States and other nations, and it would end this war. I think it would bring this thing to a conclusion. But that's just my recommendation for it. I'm still waiting on my application from the National Security Council to ask for me to come work for them. All right, so what are the U.S. concerns that they really, what, what is really causing the U.S. to do what they're doing? They're concerned about what are we gonna do with the Palestinians in Gaza after uh, Israel finishes its military mission of destroying Hamas. They're, they're trying to solve another nation's problems, another people's problems. The U.S. has enough problems here in the United States, they ought to let other intelligent people take care of their own business. And I am not saying that I'm an isolationist, as isolationist at all. I think the U.S. has a role to play. But I think the U.S. doesn't need to go in and save the Palestinian people or the Palestinian Authority or Hamas, for that matter. I think they ought to just step back and let other things take their natural play. By the way, if you take the terrorists away from the Palestinians, the Palestinian people know how to get along with Israel. We have lots of Israeli Arabs and Palestinian people that live with Israel in peace, but it's the terrorists that get in and mess things up. I think the US also in their overextended role, they think that they have the job to tell Israel to play nice on, while they're in the middle of a war. And I don't think this is a time for telling Israel to play nice whatsoever. Let's talk about what's going on in the West Bank and particularly in Jerusalem. Again, the IDF forces, Shin Bet and so forth has been going into the Palestinian areas, the hotbed where there are terrorists at, And again, more terrorists have been arrested and two additional terrorists were killed. And every time this happens, it's uprooting what Hamas and others have been trying to do in the West Bank to cause even more trouble in the the land of Israel. In Jerusalem, it was shut down, but there was a group of people and and I want you to take note of this. There was a group of people that on Hanukkah that wanted to have a parade through the Old City of Jerusalem. They wanted to go in through the Damascus Gate, which is in the Arab Quarter, march down through the main thing, go toward the Temple Mount, go up to the main gate, up to the Temple Mount. I don't know that they were gonna go up on the Temple Mount, but they wanted to go through primarily which were Palestinian areas within the Old City, waving flags and stating their support for Israel in the Israel-Gaza War very antagonistic within Jerusalem. And on top of that, they were also carrying the message, and this is the part that you want to pay attention to, let's take the Temple Mount back to Israel. So of course they had to shut that down. That would be way too much to tolerate. So I don't think that that thing is happening today. I think the police have banned them from doing it and they're not going to allow it to happen. Let's talk about the U.S. response again concerning Iran and now add in the Yemen rebels, the Hutu rebels. The Hutu rebels are clearly a proxy of Iran. Weapons are supplied by them, monies and so forth. And they've been launching drones and missiles at Israel. And the U.S. has been urging Israel not to go bomb Yemen in response. And here, you gotta understand the logic of this, because it might expand the war. Now, I would submit to you, if I had an opportunity to talk to the US State Department, that the war already has been expanded when Yemen decided to launch missiles at Israel. But apparently they don't want Israel to send a bombing campaign down there and obliterate those people, because that would, quote, expand the war. What they're really saying is, we don't want Iran to get involved in the war. Well, again, we're back to Iran is involved in this war, actively involved in the war. Only the US doesn't believe it and doesn't want to admit it. In the meantime, Israel has used four of their aerial missile now and missile systems to shoot down these, these missiles coming in from the Hutu rebels. And the aerial missile system is proving itself as an excellent anti-missile Uh, IBM system. The Biden administration is still talking to Mahmoud Abbas, the president of the Palestinian Authority, which is a non-existent organization now. They've been completely overtaken by terrorists. Abbas is deluded. He's suffering dementia. He's very ill. And in fact, he's about in the same physical shape as President Biden. And it's like the Biden administration, President Biden trying to talk to Mahmoud Abbas is like two old guys who don't know which end is up discussing how the world should be run. Both of them need to really be forgotten, let them go off to retirement home, let them have some peace the rest of their days. They have no business making any decisions in this world that you and I have to live in. All right, so let's talk about Hezbollah in the North. They're still firing anti-tank missiles into Israel. And in fact, in this last week, one of them struck an Israeli civilian. He was killed. Others were injured. There's still Israeli soldiers being harmed and killed because of the fire coming from Hezbollah. Let's go to the real definition of what's going on in Hezbollah. In the last Lebanese war, the UN made an agreement with the Hezbollah people, Lebanese government, the Israeli government, that no military forces would be permitted to be in southern Lebanon below what is called the uh, Lit-Ani River. The Litani River is a small river in southern Israel. It's about 18 miles north of the border with Israel. And the idea was that no military forces would be below that river to the south because that would be the range to fire mortars and other smaller rockets into Israel. And so they wanted to keep that, they wanted to have a kind of a military free zone. And they stationed UN peacekeeping troops into Southern Lebanon to make sure that would happen. Well, since the Lebanese war and what has been happening in the last, oh, 10 years, Hezbollah has infiltrated, moved in, built infrastructure, bunkers, and put troops in there. And now the whole thing is infested fully with Hezbollah forces. Those, according to the UN resolution, they don't belong there and they have to get out. So Israel has gone back to this UN agreement that previously was put together and said, we want to enforce that. Hezbollah has got to move back to north of, of that river. And that means they have got to retreat from all of the war preparation making, the efforts they've been making with Iran for many, many years. And backing it up, Israel announced to Lebanon this week that if a war breaks out, and if those forces that are in that area are, are part of the forces that harm Israel, that Israel will turn Lebanon into another Gaza. And what he's referring to is, if you remember the images that we see of Gaza, it looks like there's been excavation of all of the ground and all the cities are blown up and the buildings are destroyed and it's just a desolate area. That's what Israel is saying that they're going to do to Lebanon if that's what they allow Hezbollah to do. The Lebanese government has got to get Hezbollah to back off. They've got to get him away from the border to get back to at least some semblance of a peaceful status quo for the border region. I can tell you right now, Hezbollah is not gonna do it. Iran has put too much money in, Hezbollah has put too much money in. They, they position themselves so they could launch an attack and a war with Israel. I, Israel is now on good ground in ter- insisting that that be done, but I do not believe that's what's gonna take place. I believe that's simply gonna bring into focus the fact that Hezbollah has always been in a posture to want to attack Israel. And we're still looking for that war to erupt. The, the, the reasons for a regional war from the north into Israel still remain very, very present, and the only thing that's stopping it from having right now is for Iran to make the decision. And I think there's a lot of things happening that will put Iran in position that will want to make that decision. So we continue to watch that closely. In closing, let me make a request of you. There is a biblical verse, I believe it's in Psalms 133 that says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We need to do that. We need to really pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Jerusalem has now become the centerpiece of the world and the conflict that's happening there with Gaza and so forth has expanded to the whole world. Truly it's the center of the world and God is using Jerusalem and Israel as a focal point for all that's going on. We need to pray for those hostages that are suffering terribly. We need to pray for God's perfect will in the resolution of this war. And with that, I mean, we need to pray that God will bring justice to the enemies of Israel. If you are a believer in Jesus, of Yeshua, and then you believe in the God of Israel and I'm asking you to make that prayer. And I want to also inform you that Hamas and those who support Hamas hate Israel, the God of Israel, and they hate you as well. Do not think that this war will not reach out and touch you. This is a spiritual war between the God of Israel and those who are godless. And you as a believer of God, you've seen the focus, how it's opened up to all the nations. That's what's at stake. Do you stand with the God of Israel or do you stand opposed to the God of Israel? That's what this whole war is really about and that's what it's come down to. I pray and hope that Israel will finally figure out that they do have a God in their land and he will support them. And you need to pray that God will support them and support you. This is coming to our doorway soon. Shabbat Shalom to all of you. Happy Hanukkah.